Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's a 101. It's a real pleasure having you here listening to this. And before we get into the episode today, we have to follow tradition and we got to get through a sponsor. So here we go. Three, two, one. All right. Sponsor's done. Now, who is my guest today? His name is John Madison. He is the host of a brand new podcast called the Bearded Youth Pastor Podcast. I know it's a mouthful, but it's a brand new podcast that just started, and I wanted to get him on because I find that talking to people that are very religious is incredibly fascinating, and um, you know, this episode is not designed to try to convert anybody. We're not, you know, preaching. You know, I'm somebody, you'll hear me say it in the episode, I'm somebody that is very skeptical when it comes to a lot of religion and um, I identify as agnostic. So this is not an episode designed to convert. It's an episode designed to entertain, uh, educate, um, you know, make you wonder. Uh, there's a lot of good talk in here. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode with John Madison. Here we go. Get ready. Get set. Once again, it is John the bearded youth pastor, Madison. John Madison, what is going on, brother? What's going on, man? How are you? I am good. Let me just uh, adjust the audio levels here. Go ahead, speak real quick. I just got to make sure that uh, the audio levels are good. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Audio check. Yep, all Long right. Long time now here. Cool. Looks, looks good, man. <laughs> so, uh, dude, you got your own podcast going here, dude, and that's what uh, that's what got my attention. Uh, you have, uh, it's called the Bearded Youth uh, Pastor Podcast. There is no uh in there. It's... The Bearded Youth Pastor Podcast. There we go. Uh, free. There you go. Uh, free. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Anytime I see that, uh, you know, someone that's a friend that's 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 doing a podcast, I'm immediately intrigued by it. And I'm like, all right, I got to get them on here because I don't know. I think it's I think it's cool. So I'm I'm curious about what got you into the whole podcasting game. So I guess that's where we'll start. And then wherever the conversation goes, man, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's funny because uh, I know you've had yours for like a couple of years, and uh, I uh, well, I think a couple of years. How long has yours been up and running? It's been up and running since 2018, but it's been through like three iterations. So I guess this yeah, one, yeah. So uh, has been. Yeah, it's funny. I, I I've always enjoyed podcasts, and I just um, you know, initially I was like, well, I, I if I started one, I don't really know what I'd talk about, right? And that's never like a good thing. Like, hey, I want to go get a tattoo, but I don't know what I want. So I never really did one. <laughs> but with the pandemic and stuff and just uh, I've had to learn how to do a lot more virtually online, mainly for like teenagers at our church, you know, like I teach lessons and stuff. And so um, as I'm, you know, giving them resources, like, hey, here's some stuff you can check out. I realized like, you know, there's not really like a, a mini podcast for teenagers per se, like unless, you know, you have a specific thing. Like if you're into movies, you know, you could check out this podcast or you can check out, you know, my good friend Eddie's podcast. But, you know, just <laughs> in general, like for, you know, issues that students face, like, you know, they, they feel like 
um, you know, like their parents, they're not going to talk to them, you know, at least many teenagers. And so what the design of the podcast, basically what it is and why I wanted to do it was, you know, I have a relationship with a lot of students from church, you know, teenagers. So I look at issues that they face, but I have conversations with them just so I can understand their perspective. So instead of, you know, just saying, well, a lot of teenagers struggle with, you know, whatever, like underage drinking or something, you know, whatever topic it is, I actually ask them like, hey, what issues do you struggle with? And we come up with topics. And then I ask them about it, like, you know, like, and the first episode I did was about the pandemic and how it affects them. And, you know, instead of just saying, well, I'm sure they're at home bored, you know, I ask them and they're like, no, like, we're, we're struggling with school, our parents are out of work, all these other issues come up. So, you know, the whole idea of it is to just do it from the perspective of a teenager and to try to help them, you know, just help them deal with it and help encourage them uh, through it. So that's kind of just the, the whole heartbeat of, of my podcast idea. I love it, dude. I love it. And how many, how many episodes do you have like recorded? Um, so I have um, the one published. I just finished editing the second one. And actually the third one um, is it's actually going to be a three part episode because it's so good because we're going to talk about mental health. Um, and I have two different guests lined up that are going to help me do that, which I am super pumped about. Um, so I have technically two recorded ones published and then the uh, the next three episodes, actually next four episodes, I have the guests lined up and we have time scheduled. So um, it's definitely exciting, you know, when, you, when you've got, you know, uh, stuff in the queue. So <laughs> when you have episodes lined up, uh, I'm super, you know, just excited to, to edit it and publish it and, and get it out to, to people. Yeah, dude, trust me. I know like uh, you gotta, it's, it's such a good feeling to know that. All right. If I, if I have a day where, you know, I'm not recording or nothing scheduled, then all right, I can just release this episode and, and that's the, you know, that'll carry me over to maybe next week or, or whatever. It's always, uh, it's always good to plan ahead. And that's something that I discovered with the podcast. You, you should, you probably want to have like, you know, maybe three, four five episodes in the back catalog, just ready to go at a moment's notice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and you could probably speak into this. I was actually surprised when I started it, you know, it's not like a famous podcast or anything, but when I reach out to people like, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about this, you know, like mental health, you know, like I'd love to get your insight or I'd love to have you on there and talk about it. And people like just respond really well. They're like, yeah, I'd love to do a podcast like for whatever reason, you know, people just are willing to do podcast episodes. And so I was kind of surprised, you know, I thought like maybe they wouldn't respond or maybe they you know, just wouldn't be interested, but it's been like a really, really good response that everybody I've reached out to has been like, yeah, well, I'd love to be a guest. And so even some people that, you know, <laughs> maybe, you know, wouldn't, I wouldn't have on there just because, you know, they're not like an expert or they're not like particularly, you know, uh, adding anything to a certain topic and they're like yo let me be on an episode <laughs> so it's kind of funny that i just get you know this reaction i was like i had no idea that all these people were dying to like be on a podcast episode <laughs> so it's just kind of funny yeah it's a very specific kind of uh field that you're working in so it's a you know it is the podcasting community but it's a, like you know like you said it's a very 
or I think you said it, or maybe I just made it up that you said it, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it is such a specific genre that you're dealing with. And, you know, one reason I wanted to get you on was because, um, and to just kind of connect with you a little bit is, you know, I'm not necessarily the most religious person on the face of this earth. And it's always been like, I have friends that are, uh, you know, I call them crazy Christians, but like in the best way of saying that, you know, like I'm not trying to be <laughs> offensive or anything. They're not like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but like they, they have such a belief in it and, and it's, it's literally their way of life from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep. Everything about it is, is Christianity or, and I have friends that have other religions and I'm sort of just this guy that's sort of like in the middle. So uh, when was it for you that you discovered that this was something you were really super passionate about? Was it always something from like the earliest memory that you were really like a religious person or was it sort of more recent? Uh, no, I, it would have been recent. I was an adult, so I am 29 now. So it was about when I was 24 years old. So, you know, I uh, had um, a relationship that ended and, you know, I was just kind of like at a low point in life. And, uh, you know, I, uh, Actually, I've been wanting to go to church, you know, I just, I had like a crazy work schedule where I worked like 70 hours a week, so I was never really able to attend, and then uh, they kind of like, for lack of a better term, either not laid me off, they just kind of eliminated my position like two weeks before Christmas, and so normally, you know, that would stink to get fired from your job, but I uh, I hated working that many hours, and I was actually just like, you know what, I'm just going to run with this, I've got time to really go to church and, and to see, you know, what, what, uh, you know, uh, Christianity, I guess, if you, you want, you know, is, is all about. And, uh, that was where I actually got, you know, learned what, what it means and, you know, learn, you know, about Jesus and everything like that. And, uh, you know, I really felt like, uh, God called me to, you know, uh, you know, work in ministry and work at church and work with teenagers. And so that's kind of really been my passion, you know, after that, since, you know, late 2014 is just working with teenagers at church and trying to encourage them. And what I love about the podcast is that it's not like, hey, only if you're a Christian teenager, listen to this. You know, it's it's you can be an atheist and we can still talk about how you can, you know, address your mental health or how you can, you know, not be bummed out all the time, you know, during the pandemic. And obviously my beliefs are, you know, like I, I look to God for, you know, comfort and Jesus, but it, even if you're not a Christian, it doesn't mean like, you know, like just for you, it's like, hey, you're not a Christian, so I can't be on your podcast. That's not what it is at all. And and I like that, you know, it just gives us opportunities like this to connect and, and to have, you know, conversations like this. Yeah, no, it's great, man. It's, it's, I bet it's super beneficial. And I love that you are focusing on um, teenagers and the fact that, you know, I'm sure, okay, before I get off on, cause I can go off on so many side tangents and I'm really trying to, you know, work on really focusing on one particular thing and then moving on to the next thing when, okay. So that's when you found out that this was something you were passionate about. When did you become, cause you are a pastor, right? Like, like that's the whole point of your yes. podcast. You are an actual yeah. pastor. So, um, I would say it would have been December, 2014. And then uh, it would have been around March of 2015, like three months later, you know, cause I really wanted to, work at church and then I think like three months later 2015 March is when I was like man I really like you know connecting with teenagers and you know obviously you see 
all of the stuff that's going on in the world, you know, there's a lot of like negative influences out there. So I was like, man, I really want to work with them. And so, yeah, I'd say about, you know, just over five years ago, it's been kind of my passion working with teenagers. And this is something that have you seen just incredible results from it? Like, you know, doing what you do and cause you do a lot of, I, cause I did take a listen to the first episode. You do a lot of uh, summer camps, right? Like that's sort of one of the big highlights of, of your yeah, career. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's interesting working with it. It's, you don't always get like the, the affirmation or the pat on the back or teenagers aren't coming up to you every Sunday evening at church. Like, thank you so much for helping us, you know, <laughs> but, um, so I'll say it's far and few in between, but when you do like have a student that just sends you a message like, Hey, you know, thanks for just helping me with all these problems. Like you've just been so great and, and sincere. And I really don't know how I could have got through this without you or like, I really do appreciate that you, you know, do everything for us each week. So, um, yeah, man, like I say, you know, teenagers aren't always like bending over backwards to congratulate you or praise you, <laughs> but when you do get like some encouragement, you know, it, it just kind of refreshes you and you're like, you know what, it is worth it. And it is making a difference. Even if you don't always see it right in front of your eyes, that what you're doing matters and it, it is uh, meaningful to the teenagers and to the parents. Is it possible to leave or to lead a life? Is it possible to lead a life without having a religion? Like, is, is that a possibility? Cause I mean, you know, like I said, I, I don't feel like I'm leading a bad life or anything. It's just, I have such a way of, and I, I guess it's all how you're brought up and that, like, that's the really strange part about why I'm not necessarily religious is cause I was raised Catholic and, oh, okay. and um, every, I, every either Tuesday or Wednesday, I was essentially forced to go to, uh, like this one hour class after school and I didn't like it. And I think that's something that put a bad taste in my mouth. It, like it was sort of this, you know, after I received my communion or my confirmation, I forget what it's called. Um, yeah, yeah. uh, after that I was like, all right, well, okay, I did it. Congratulations, Eddie. You passed it. You made it through this now don't ever go back because I don't like how I was sort of just made to do it. And I think that, you know, that's something that plays into my story, but it's sort of like, how do you like, what's the, what's the fine line you walk of doing something like that where you could potentially turn someone off to it because otherwise it, like, it's not like I was just going to seek it out. You know what I mean? So it's really, yeah, yeah. it's really tricky, yeah, isn't you're, it? You're trying to find, uh, I guess, and you can correct me. So I'm just trying to clarify the question so I can answer it correctly. Yeah. So you're saying like trying to encourage teenagers each week, like, Hey, we want you to show it. We want you to be here so that we can kind of keep encouraging them and planting them seeds and planting seeds, but we're not like dragging them here, kicking and screaming and kind of having a negative effect. That's leaving like uh, more like instead of enjoy going into youth group, you're being forced to go and it's leaving a bad taste in your mouth and maybe even having an opposite effect. Is that, that's is that close to, that's essentially the question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, what I'll say is, you know, uh, I don't know if I was a parent, you know, I don't, I, or I am a parent. I was going to say, dude, you, you are definitely a parent. So if I was a teenager, a parent of a teenager rather. Um, so I guess, you know, I, I, I don't want to say I would force them kicking and screaming. 
um, you know, but I feel like, you know, I guess as youth workers, that's where it gets a little hairy because, you know, if you have a student that you can just tell they're PO'd, right? They don't want to be there. They'd rather be out doing anything else. And they think this whole thing is stupid. We just try to make the most out of it to where we're like, hey, you know, I know your parents made you come here and you don't want to be here. But while you're here, like, let's just make the best out of it. Or let's, I want to try and connect with you. And like, let's, it doesn't have to be like, hey, what Bible verse did you learn today? It's like, hey, how was your week at school? Or, hey, did you check out the Lakers game? You know, we just try to make sincere connections and, and you know, genuinely care about people. Um, but I guess, like, to answer your question about, you know, uh, and I don't want to, like, go turn this into a religious episode, but I think a lot of, like, the, the Catholic stuff is more of um, – legalistic and what i mean by that is like you have to say a certain amount of hail marys you have to you have to do the motions you have to kneel you have to get up so it's more like a uniform um like a a a process that you follow each week so it's more it feels like because in, in many ways it is it's not legitimate so it's not like hey we just want to show up and play basketball and worship together and and try to encourage you through like a sermon, you know, and we want you to connect and we want to like do life with you. It's more like, well, go in there and do confessional or go in there and eat the bread, even if you don't know what it means. You know, I, I feel like for Catholics, it kind of, it, it's more about the the uniform process and, and just kind of going through motions as it is to legitimately having people care about how is your relationship with God or where are you at? Where are your beliefs? What are your questions? So, um, you know, I guess that, that would just be my answer is that, you know, you, you certainly do have churches and youth groups and even like, you know, uh, like Catholicism where it is like, you know, something that it's not very engaging. Like if you're a teenager, I can just imagine you being drugged there each week and it just being completely boring and you don't know what's going on. And that definitely impacts how you view religion now. And not to say that, you know, if you were raised different, you might not feel that way now. But I do think that, uh, you know, we just try to just really make it uh, legitimate. And, you know, and that's what I want to do on the podcast. It's not like, I want to preach at kids. I want to be like, hey, like, let's let's talk about life and what you're struggling with and how we can help you. And instead of, you know, just saying, well, here, read this Bible verse, you know, it's like, well, no, here's here's some actual, you know, other steps you can do in in lieu of that. So, you know, I just feel like I just try to be, you know, as as real and as relevant as I can to teenagers and hope that that kind of sticks with them. Yeah, you try to. you try to relate to them. And I think just because as you were talking, I was sort of going back in my head and I was thinking, you know, all the times I was sitting down, it was literally like a classroom setting. It was, it was up on the second story building. So I had to like take it super an, boring, <laughs> like super boring, dude. Like, like, um, uh, like assignments, like on paper and, and textbooks yeah, and yeah. everything. And, and, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm in that age where I'm doing school from, you know, eight in the morning till three in the afternoon. And then I have to go do this from five to six 30 or whatever. And it's not fun. And I think maybe had it been, cause what I gather that you're doing is you're not necessarily doing textbook stuff. You're doing maybe more interactive hands-on stuff that is actually fun for someone to participate in. Yeah. You know, and that's what, you know, and you, you try to find, and that's another challenge as a youth pastor is you try to find a balance of, 
you know, you don't want to just show up and play games and leave and you're like, oh, we didn't learn anything today. But at the same time, you don't want to like, all right, guys sit on that side of the room and girls sit on that side of the room and open up your Bible to page 676 and I'm going to talk for four hours, you know, two hours because that's boring. So I think we just try to find a balance of just being real with them. So like, I'll go out on the basketball court and, you know, there's been times where <laughs> I'm supposed to be the one preaching, you know, a 15 or 20 minute message and I'll come in and I'm like pouring sweat because we've been <laughs> playing basketball. And, I, you know, I do that just because I love basketball, but I like connecting with teenagers and doing life with them. So I think you know, that's kind of just the difference is it's not like, okay, here you are, here's a worksheet, you know, go home and do that. It's like, no, hey, like, let's go, let's all go to Zaxby's together after church. Like, let's actually connect and build a real relationship and, and to let, you know, I'm not just here to to thump you over the head with Bible knowledge, but I'm here to come alongside you and, and to do life with you. So I think that that is just kind of what we try to do at our, our church and our student ministry. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's a big, big plus man. And, and I'm telling you, like, you're, you're probably turning more of them on to the idea of it than, than, than turning them off. And, you know, I'm not trying to speak negatively of Catholics, but geez, like, yeah, like you were describing it and it just brought back horrible memories of just sitting there, just like twisting my pen, just waiting. waiting yeah. And this, I'm not trying to like bash. I'm not like, oh, okay. Catholicism. So I'm like, you know, I'm, and that's not my intention, but I will say I just I, I have views and, you know, and as far as what I understand of the Bible and, and what God has, you know, uh, just laid on my heart is that I just I don't see it. Knowing what I know from studying the Bible and doing classes and stuff, I would go to a Catholic church and it would just feel really awkward. You know, like it, I don't, you know, and again, I'm not trying to be like preacher, man, but it's just like I don't when they're like it depends on what you did wrong that dictates how many Hail Marys you say and I'm kind of like huh like what does that mean like you know I just so there's a lot about Catholicism I've actually I'll be honest I've never been to a Catholic church I've heard many many stories and I've never visited a service but from what I can tell and I don't mean to be disrespectful when I say boring but I just don't think like what you're saying it was kind of missing like hey let's just be real like some of us wear skinny jeans some of us wear baggy dress clothes like it doesn't matter what we do or what we've done what it matters is the god that we're coming to worship and we can be laid back doing it we don't have to be uptight and follow like you know these these certain rules of when to kneel and when to sit and do this worksheet you know and make it all boring um you know so <laughs> so I, I i just wanted to put that out there i'm not like bashing catholics or or catholicism i just i you know as, as a Christian youth pastor, I, I have views that are different and I want to make church fun and exciting and not boring, especially for teenagers. So <laughs> do you know, uh, do you know, uh, when I say these names, cause these are the friends I was talking about, uh, TC or, and Julie Petrozella. Oh, it sounds slightly familiar to the ones where like probably spending way too much time on social media. I think it might be like mutual people you may know, <laughs> like on the friend suggestion. But I don't like I, I don't picture their face in my head. So okay, because they're the they're the ones that uh they've actually been on the podcast and we talked a lot about uh you know that uh, part of their life and um I know and that, they're they're Catholic. You're saying no 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 they're Christian they're Christian. Oh okay cool I, um, I didn't and yeah. uh, he actually dresses up 
as, from my understanding, he dresses up as Spider-Man, and I guess he goes to certain events around town and does <laughs> does it, That's like, awesome. like does events for him. And now I think every Wednesday they have uh, Webhead Wednesdays or something. But he incorporates <laughs> he he incorporates I guess like reading from the Bible and everything into it and. And I guess it's sort of like another way to make it, I guess, cool for kids growing up, you know, oh my God, Spider-Man is, is, is doing this now. So, you know, I really kind of appreciate, even though I'm not Christian, I, I kind of appreciate that approach. Yeah, the creativity, man, that is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's definitely cool. And one of the interesting things I wanted to get your take on it that uh, we talked about when they came on the podcast was... So I, I asked them, I was like, all right, so let me get this straight and just give me a straight answer. Yes or no, because I am not like, I don't identify as anything. If I had to identify as something, I think it's agnostic, which is just sort of in mm -hmm. the middle. So you're telling me, and I'm talking to them, but I'm just reiterating it for you. So you're telling me that because I don't have an actual real belief in God, you're telling me that at the end of my life, when, uh, I die, I'm not going to wherever you say is called heaven. And they said, yeah, that's essentially what, what that means. And I'm like, wow, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is you could like try and skate around it, but I'll, and I'll just answer it straight up, but I'll, I'll, you know, I, I'm not, not a long answer, but I'll just kind of just give you like what just my process of it and what I believe to yeah. be is truth is, um, and be real, you know, um, yeah, when you die, you know, every single person ever, aside from Jesus, is a sinner, right? So, you know, we look at people like, okay, are you a good person? And when uh, when we base that, we're basing it on God's standard, right? And and this is my, my understanding and my view, so I'm not saying this of you. So uh, when you die, basically you die, you have a sin issue that has to be addressed, okay? So... Um, you know, I, as I believe it, you, you spend either eternity with God or without God. Okay. And, and that's based on, you know, my studying of the Bible. And so in order for you to spend eternity with God, you have to have your sin problem addressed or paid for, or you have to be, you know, have that forgiven. And in my view, the only way that that is forgiven is through you accepting Jesus and having a relationship with him and being forgiven of your sin. And if you don't, then, you know, you approach it as, okay, you've done a lot of good things, but you still have a sin issue that hasn't been addressed. So you can't be in eternity with God because God can't be associated with sin. So you spend eternity without him. So all of that to say, like, yes, I do believe if you die and you, you know, don't know Jesus and accept him as your savior, then you can't spend eternity in heaven. Um, so that is just my take. And so, yes, I do, I do think that does suck. So that is why I'm passionate about trying to, you know, iterate that point, the teenagers. And and for the record, I just, I do want to say, you know, and it sounds like the, the guests you had on there were really cool. Um, I, I just, I don't like the, the extreme people that, you know, um, like, let's say, you know, oh, I won't come on your podcast because you're not a Christian or, and people say, oh, well, you're probably going to hell. Like, I just I hate like the approach of us judging other people as opposed to like me trying to say like, hey, you know, like, yeah, I know you believe this and this and this. But let me tell you about Jesus and let me tell you how I believe you, 
you know, can get into heaven or how you can have a relationship with God. I just, I always try to approach it with love and grace. And even as you, as somebody who identifies as agnostic, I think that me and you are at the point where you could literally just, we can reach a point to where you're like, hey, that sounds cool, but we can agree to disagree and there's no hostility. And I think there's the other side of Christians that they just, they really just, you know, it's like, you're going to hell, so you need to believe this. And they try to scare people into it. And that's not a good approach at all. And actually, you know, I kind of hate that approach. And so, you know, I feel like that just, you know, like as much as a boring Catholic class makes you kind of not all uh, interested in religion, I think telling people, hey, you're a sinner and you're you're going around having sex and you're not married and, and you're going to hell, you better believe this, like that approach is just really not effective and it's not how I believe God wants us to, you know, tell people about Jesus, so... Yeah, dude, I love that you, because uh, yeah, like you said, like there are those Christians out there, or just anybody. But I mean, because you are a Christian, we'll we'll talk about Christians. Is the second I told you that I I identified as agnostic, like you said, a lot of them probably would have been like, click, <laughs> like I'm not, yeah, I'm I, not associating, stinks, man. You know, and, and and you know, and I'll actually, this is you know, in in line way down on the podcast, but we talk about being of a Christian, you know, and the Bible tells us to not be uh, of the culture, but we're supposed to be in the culture. So in other words, like me and you can go out and have a beer, dude, we can do a podcast together. Like, but if you're like, Hey, I'm going to go, you know, (laughs) smoke a joint or rob somebody or sleep around, then that would be kind of where I'm like, Hey, I'm not with that. So we're supposed to be of the culture and not have these blinders on to where it's like, hey, dude, I'm not going to hang out with you or a Christian, or hey, that person's a sinner, so I'm not going to talk to them. Like, Because those same people that were trying to like put these blinders on, those are the same people that Jesus hung out with in the Bible. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny that you know Christians today will, will put these blinders on and be like, oh, I can't talk to you, or I can't do this because I'm not a Christian. And I'm always like, well, what if Jesus did that? Then he wouldn't have talked to anybody, and we'd all kind of be really screwed right now. So, you know, I just love that, uh, you know, we can we can have conversations, we can be friends, and we don't have to, like, draw this line in the sand where it's like, hey, Eddie, like, I can't, like, grab a beer with you or be on your podcast because you're agnostic or atheist or Catholic or whatever. You know, it just – it leads to great – conversations and hopefully great podcast episodes <laughs> oh yeah for sure dude and i love it as well man i love that uh like you, you know you don't have that uh that uh that line drawn and 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 getting it in the way of just living a life you know what i mean like i mean at the end of the day um this is something that i'm always constantly thinking about dude at the end of the day I, you know because i do identify as agnostic i kind of think and this is just my approach to it i kind of think I think we're all in like, this is just my belief. I think we're all really going to be uh, surprised at the end of the line when what if, and I mean, who's to say I'm right. Who's to say I'm wrong. Uh, what if everything, every single religion that's ever been um, followed, what if it's all wrong? What, like, what if all of it is wrong? Mm-hmm. Every, every single thing, Christianity, Catholic, uh, Catholicism is how you say it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, what, what yeah. if, what if it's all wrong and it's just something else entirely? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's a great point. And, and, you know, even studying that, I'm, I was always kind of like, you know, I, I take that approach. Like, what if, 
you know, the Bible was just kind of made up, but thousands of people all agreed on it years ago, and we take it as truth now. So I, I look into that. I study it. I'm like, what makes the Bible different from Judaism or what makes it different from, you know, uh, Hinduism or, you know, Buddhism or, you know, so I investigate it. And also, I'll just say this, you know, this thing, and this is kind of a quote that stuck with me when you said, what if it's wrong? Like, I've always, you know, and I'll probably butcher the quote, so I probably should look it up before I say it. But it's something along the lines of, you know, um, if you follow Christianity and you believe it and you live your life by it, and at the end of your life, you die and find out it isn't true, then, you know, nothing lost, right? Like, you lived your life differently, but essentially, eternally, nothing lost, but if you don't follow it and you die and you find out it was true, then, you know, it, it was worth everything. So in other words, like if I die and it wasn't true, I don't feel like I'm losing anything, but if I die and it is true, I feel like I'm gaining everything because I get to spend eternity, you know, with God. So that's just, just my, my, uh, you know, a quote or thought that's kind of stuck with me and just how you kind of worded your belief. It kind of just reminded me of it. So I feel like, you know, if, if I die and, you know, and I, I look at all the evidence and I believe that God has changed my life and I find out Christianity isn't true, then, you know, whatever happened, what happened, right? But if it is true, then, you know, it, it would be amazing to just spend eternity, I believe, with God in heaven and and have that, you know, eternal security with him and his presence. So that's you know, kind of thought about that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's valid. I mean, I can't, you know, like I said, I, I, I can't say you're right. I can't say you're wrong. Yeah, so, and that wasn't to like prove you wrong or anything. That was, just, no, no. that was just my thought. Like how you said, this is my belief. So that was my belief, uh, you know, or that sparked that thought in me. So yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy, dude. And, 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 and this is another big question that I have that, uh, that, uh, started with that episode, but now it's going to carry to this episode is if that's true, where, because I didn't, you know, follow the the Bible and and I didn't necessarily believe in Jesus and everything, and I'm not going to be accepted into heaven. Isn't that sort of, in a way, going against what it's all about? Isn't it all about forgiveness? Um, yeah. Let me uh, just so I can try and clarify, just so I can answer correctly. Um, you know, so if you like, okay, let's just say you never accept Jesus and you die and you can't get into heaven because you haven't been forgiven. Um, and you're saying that kind of defines the whole purpose. What What do you mean, I guess, is like, what if you could just clarify that way I can answer it better. So, okay, so I die and I have not actually out loud or in my head, I've never, you know, said, hey, God, I, I'm now I'm now on this you know, train that everyone else is on and, 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 and I believe mm -hmm. in you and I'm praying to you and I'm going to follow your word. I don't do any of that. I die. And now, okay. So now I can't get into heaven. Isn't that kind of going against what it's all about? Because I thought it's all about forgiving people and why, like, why can't I metaphorically yeah, so, speaking approach the yeah, so, gates um, and be like, Hey, you know, look, I would, just forgive I would me. say, you know, I guess, just to make, keep it quick, I guess a couple of things is, you know, some people might, uh, there's a couple of misconceptions. So like when you say like, okay, I, I said it out loud or I followed the Bible. Um, I would just say, you know, ultimately what I believe of the Bible and is true is that, you know, what gets you into heaven is you know, you know, the story of Jesus that he died for you and that he rose from the dead and 
basically you're asking him to, you know, forgive you of every sin that you've ever committed, every sin that you ever will commit. You just say, hey, Jesus, I'm a jacked up sinner and I need you to save me and I need you to like be the leader of my life. And because of that, like I want to read my Bible, I want to pray to you. So, um, you know, when you die, you know, a lot of people like the idea of heaven, but they don't like the idea of, oh, I have to like surrender my life over to Jesus or I have to, you know, uh, believe this about Jesus. They just want to go to church, you know, twice a year and and like the idea of heaven, but not understand how you get there or actually take that step. So, um, you know, for me, like you're saying, when you die, does that kind of go against the whole idea? Well, I believe that, you know, everybody that asks Jesus to forgive them will be in heaven. You know, even if you, uh, you know, sin, obviously, after you ask for forgiveness, you, you, you know, once Jesus has saved you, you you'll be in heaven. Um, but yeah, I just, I think that, you know, the whole idea is like God wants to forgive you and he's given us a way to be forgiven, but that is the only way. So in other words, like doing good works or eat, following your Bible, all those stuff are great, but it doesn't matter without having a relationship with Jesus. And so that's just my belief. So I, I don't think that, you know, it would be contradictory if, if God says, you know, you can spend eternity with me, you just need to be forgiven through Jesus and you die and you haven't been forgiven through Jesus, then, you know, that, that ultimately is, you know, um, just, just why he can't, you know, why you can't be in heaven because you still have a sin issue that hasn't been forgiven, at least through Jesus. So it's something that has to, like, it has to happen on earth. It can't, you can't die, go to heaven at the pearly gates. You can't just be like, Hey, look, uh, I believe in you now because I see you like you're you're now. Okay. This is what it took. I needed to see you. I believe in you now. Can you forgive me? Like, it's like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I believe like, it's you know, when you die, like you're, you know, you're absent in your body and you're present with God and you obviously do, you know, just have your, your judgment. So it's like, Hey, here's all the jacked up stuff you did. And, and I'm extremely paraphrasing the gospel here, but it's like, Hey, you've done all this jacked up stuff, but look, like you're covered because Jesus has paid the debt for all that. So yes, you can go into heaven or, you know, oh, well, here's all the stuff you did. And now you haven't been forgiven. I do believe at that point, it's, it, it would be too late. You know, you have your whole time on earth. You, God has put it on your heart. And so, you know, just to answer the question straight up, like, no, I don't think when you die, you get some like last you know, second chance, like, you know, is that your final answer type deal? I do believe that's why. And, you know, and that's why it makes me, you know, uh, have such a passion to reach kids while, while they're teenagers, you know, because life isn't guaranteed. You could die in a car wreck, you could die of, you know, anything. And so I don't believe that there's some like buzz around or some final chance that you get at the pearly gates. I do believe when you're on earth, you have to you know, make that confession to God and believe it in your heart and, and accept Jesus. So uh, that that is about as straight, I guess, of an answer as I can get. I don't think you get like a, a final chance at the pearly gate to, to be forgiven. No, nah, dude, I appreciate that, man. Nah, nah. And, and uh, I reiterate it, man. That sucks. Because you know what? <laughs> this is the thing, dude. This is the thing, man. I do believe in a higher power. I believe like if you wake up in the in the morning, right? And you just look around and you just accept this and go about your day. I don't know how anyone does that. Every day I wake up, I'm always 
curious as hell and and I'm always amazed at what even this is life in general like I'm I'm so curious about it and it, like in wonderment of it all and I know that there has to be something higher than humans you know cuz so many humans just think oh we're the yeah, you know yeah. we're, we're everything and I th- and, like they're so yeah, blinded to that, it yeah part of that not to cut you off just to add real quick because that just goes into that was like my story like i was like man i want to get married i want to have a family i want to have a nice house you know kind of like the typical american dream if you will like you just want to have nice things and i was i was just you know i was sitting there and i was like there's got to be more than having a a nice salary there's got to be more to having a nice house there's got to be more than you know, having good friends. And so actually those questions are kind of what, you know, uh, led me to, you know, God and led to me, you know, ultimately ending up being a pastor and being on your podcast. (laughs) So, you know, just as you said that, it kind of reminded me, like, I just, I had the same feeling. I was like, there's got to be more to everything. And so that's what really kind of sparked my curiosity and, and hearing, you know, more about God and more about Jesus and seeing, is the Bible real? Is it, is it legitimate? And so that's what sparked my interest in, in studying and finding out for myself. And dude, that honestly, that that blows my mind. And I am in awe of people like you because I feel as though if you were to try like, try to gra- like graph it out or draw it out or whatever the word is, and and to just illustrate where you are in terms of you know spirituality and everything, and and where I am, I feel like dude, you're probably definitely higher above me because you you have accepted this and I'm unable to accept it because I am such a if I don't see it if I don't feel it if I don't like if I can't smell it if if it doesn't affect one of my five senses then it's really tricky for me to buy into it and yes yes absolutely and and it's not super uncommon um you know and and what I'll say is, you know, I do believe there is just a great amount of evidence, you know, and in, in different examples that show that Jesus, you know, everything that happened in the Bible was true. Everything that he said is true. But I will say there is a an element of faith. You know, you I can't point out to you like and under a microscope. Hey, look, that's why Jesus died for you and prove it. So there always is an element of faith. And that's why I just always try to accumulate and study the best evidence I can find to see, okay, is it true? How can I prove it? Or what challenges does it, does it face? But, but you're right, you know, and, and to not believe in, in God also takes an element of faith, but yeah, you're not completely, you know, this random like 0.1% that's like, I can't believe it or see it. So, or, you know, I can't touch it or taste it or smell it. So I can't believe it. You know, you're not, you're not super, alone in that category and i understand you know you're you're where you're coming from uh in that regard but what is like what is the difference between you and i besides faith so if if you have to exclude faith from it where you just have faith in this thing you know like that george michael song you gotta have faith like (laughs) if you put that aside what is the difference between you and me where you're able to believe in it like how are you able to believe in it so, you know, what I will say is, you know, if if I were to go back, um, you know, let's say when I was 24, if you are skeptical and you're like, OK, I'm not going to accept anything by blind faith. Right. Like I need reasoning if I you know, and this is what I essentially did. I just studied and I said, OK, like I understand 
some of what the Bible says, and this is what, you know, like the Bible says, don't, you know, or you have to do this. Okay. For example, I'm like, okay, but how do I know that's true? So what I did is I really study and I'm like, is there any, like, is basically, is there evidence for me to believe that the Bible is true or is it just made up? Like, does, is there evidence to support it throughout history? And, and was Jesus actually, you know, like God's son, did he actually die? Did he rise from the dead? Or was he just like a famous preacher that, you know, this God exaggerated? And so I really studied that. And I just came to the conclusion, and this is based on, on my study and evidence and a lot of, of people that are way smarter than, than I am, is that, you know, I believe that, you know, even without faith, if you were to really just just make it your mission, like, hey, the next month I'm going to study and find out if the Bible's true and I'm not going to believe it until I have like a staggering amount of evidence, I believe, you know, that I, I would come to the same conclusion. And then, you know, based on the evidence, that's where my faith comes in. And I'm like, man, God, like even uh, if there's a couple of things, areas that, you know, don't make sense to me about what's going on in the world, um, I, I put my faith in you and trust you you know, to, to lead me through that. So I just, you know, the long, short, long answer put short is I just study and I, and I just investigate is the Bible true? Is Jesus, you know, who he said he was, is, is all that real? Or is it, you know, like you said, other religions, is it maybe a fairy tale? Is it maybe exaggerated? Is it, you know, our, our, what was originally written 2000 years ago, was that jacked up in translation to the English language that we use now so i studied all of that and i just came to the conclusion for myself that the bible was true that jesus did live he did die he did rise he can forgive you he was god's son all those you know christianity uh, essentials so to speak so that's just the, the conclusion that i came to and then you know also obviously it does require you know a step of faith on, on top of all that mm. God, man, I know. Like I, like uh, I am, I am. Like I said, just the word is awe. Like I'm in awe, and <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. It's, you know, I, I do know. Like you said, I'm not just this little point one percent. Like I know there's so many people out there that struggle with this, and and yeah, yeah, you know, it's. And and what I'll say is just to add too is like you know it's you know where you spend eternity is a long time. So for me, it was worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> investigating i realized like a 24 year old guy who is working 60 hours a week delivering he might like or just like whatever he might not have the interest right now but just at my point in time i was like okay like if this is real i'm gonna study it and i'm gonna run with it and believe it and if not then i'm gonna kind of just you know i'll, I'll just know it, it's not it doesn't work for me and i can kind of just you know just disown it and not really have to think twice about it so you know, just for me, where you spend eternity is a very long time, and it was worth my time to investigate it and study it and, and come to my beliefs that I have. Dude, the longest time, man. Eternity. I No one, <laughs> no one can, no one can uh, fathom that. I Like, I can't fathom eternity. Would you want it to? Is, yeah, there's a lot to take in, man. Would, <laughs> would you want to live this life? Would you be, like, would you want to be someone that lives forever? Are you someone that, like, would want to live forever? Oh, no, never. Um, you know, I, I and, and this is just the Christian part of me. I do believe that, that life is a gift from God. I love um, being married and having kids and, you know, doing a podcast and playing video games. All these things are fun, you know, but, uh, 
you know, I would eventually just say, you know, I've lived a great life and, I, and I'm old and I'm tired. And even if I don't get old, if I ha- find the fountain of youth, you know, I would just eventually be like, man, it's, it's, you know, been a good life, but I'd like to go, you know, be with God and be in his presence in heaven and leave this earth. So, um, no, I, yeah, I wouldn't want to live forever. <laughs> and now, okay. So uh, I don't want to make it seem like I'm like asking questions and I'm expecting a certain kind of answer. I am just genuinely curious about everything and i love now i love it i love the conversation so i I wouldn't want to live forever is the short answer (laughs) no 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 because like okay so i was going to go to this question of because i'm really fascinated by the idea of what do you do when you're when you're with god like is it like this are you living another form of a life (laughs) you know um well here's what i will tell you man is um you know, I don't believe, you know, and I know like you've seen like uh, Gladiator, right? A phenomenal movie, right? I love that movie with Russell Crowe. Um, and, you know, and he sees his wife in cage and there's like the, the grass and he runs his fingers through it. And all that. I, here's what I believe is my understanding of God, okay, is that like just being in God's presence is literally perfection. So I can't imagine like me like drinking a sweet tea and being like oh this is amazing i can't imagine anything being more joyous or like i can't imagine like doing a podcast in heaven because i'm already with god i have no other needs you know so i don't even believe that like we're in a body form like i don't believe i'm going to be wearing you know my size nine vans walking up to god you know giving him a hug i just believe that my spirit will be with him in heaven and it is literally perfect so it is and i'll admit it's kind of hard to fathom like because you know as a kid you see this idea of heaven or you even think like oh well it'll be like on earth but we just won't have any pain or suffering and i just believe that just to be in god's presence is just such perfection that it's kind of hard to fathom but i don't you know think it will be like earth uh so to speak no as as my understanding of the bible Wow. Wow. Which is crazy to think about, right? Because you're probably like, I wonder what it's like in heaven. And and it's like, well, you're in God's presence. It's perfect. And that's all you can imagine. And that that is hard to imagine. So it's kind of hard to describe, um, you know, the glory of God and just being in the presence of perfection, literally. Um, But that, that is my belief on that. Yeah, and 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 I don't want to seem like I'm coming off like, uh, excuse my French, dickish. Like I don't want to seem like I'm coming off like I'm trying to one up you or anything. It's just I'm I have these questions and I am aware. Yeah, man. I am no, aware. I I, yeah, so don't feel like you're like oh, because well, I don't I don't feel like you're prodding me. Like, well, how do you explain this? Okay, and, good, and good. I'd be happy to do that. No, no, it's 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 just awesome, like curiosity and and just honest conversation. So I love it. Good, I yeah, think it's awesome. But I'm I'm very aware that you know it, I I don't think anyone has the answers, man. I, like, and and and, I, and I'm not trying to say that you don't have the answer, but like I don't think anyone has the answers. And yeah, it's great to have faith. It's great to have something to believe in. You know, we all have to have something to believe in, and and whether you choose to believe in something after this life or whether you are like me and you have trouble doing that and you just find something to believe in during this life. You know, it's, we all have something that we believe in and, and I'm just, I'm of the mindset that nobody has the answers and, and at the end of the journey, it's all going to be, 
you know, hopefully revealed, you know, that's the, uh, that's the ideal situation. Otherwise, you know, like, well, well let me ask you, cause I know you, and, and it's weird to be the, the guest and ask the host, but so oh, I love uh, it. I love it. And, I, and I'm just curious. I'm not like asking you to like, give me like the same thing. I'm not kind of come off like uh, aggressive or abrasive. So if you, you know, are, are believing what you believe in when you die, do you just think like, like kind of that's it and like you you cease to exist on a soul level or do you think like there's another earth or reincarnation or what what do you like what are your kind of like what are you leaning towards as far as like what you believe like because you say like you think we'll all be surprised um so what if you even had to like throw a, a, a dart in the dark at the dartboard um what what is your belief on that yeah it's if i had to say something it's Cause I was about to literally just say, there's this theory that of it's called eternal oblivion. And it's literally like just sitting in a room, turn the lights off, no windows. And that's what it is. That frightens me. If that's true, <laughs> that's scary. So what do you think your state is the, at that point? Like, would it be enjoyment or would it be like eternally like this stinks? I am stuck in a room with no windows and no light. Yeah, man. Well, I, I think from my understanding of that theory is you're aware of it. And, and so, yeah, it's sort of just like pretend like you're in a room and, and you can feel, you know, what's around you and, and maybe you can touch stuff, but you can't see anything because it's just all black. I don't. So do you think you're kind of just numb to the emotion? Like you're just, you don't have emotion. Like I hate this or I love this. You're kind of just like, I'm here and that's it. No, 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 no. I don't want that. No, 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 no. I don't no, want I'm just asking because I've actually never heard of the eternal oblivion um theory. So I just oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's... yeah, not not crying you. I just didn't know if you're like, oh, this sucks, or oh, like this is good, or oh, this is like neutral, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh I mean, let's be real. Who probably came up with that? Probably an atheist. Um <laughs> but uh um, um, it is a theory, dude. It, it, it's something that people believe in and, and, uh, I can't say what it's going to be like, you know, it's just the idea of it is, is frightening to me. If I had to pick anything, I would, I would maybe, and this is the only way I justify deja vu, man. Reincarnation is a really interesting concept to me. It's, it's mm. what if, what if at the end of this journey, I am, just essentially like, cause I know you and I, we love film. So what if it's sort of like edge of tomorrow? Have you seen edge of tomorrow? Oh man, it's been so long, but I know what you're talking about with, uh, <laughs> with Tom Cruise, where he basically yeah. just, he, he dies and then he comes back. It's sort of one of those movies where you live the same thing over and over again. And I, I don't necessarily want to come back as Eddie green. I don't want to come back as this, but I do want to maybe come back as, I don't know, someone else. And, and what if that's the, like, what if that's what it's all about? What if it's just, you live and you a learn. Cycle. Yeah. Yeah. You live and you learn this life. And then whatever you take from this life, you can kind of maybe bring it into that next life. Like maybe this life I'm living right now is life number 5,226. I don't know. Right. Right. You know, it's like, how do you explain deja vu? Like that's something that blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. And just stuff like that too. Like I always just, you know, like we we can all just, you know, say, well, I have, you know, just a hunch or I have a, a feeling or AKA faith that, that that is how it is. But I always just look at, you know, like what what evidence do we have? And that's not to say there's not evidence. I'm not not downplaying yours. I always just say like when theories like that come up, I'm like, okay, well, what evidence supports it or what are kind of like the, the basics of it? And then I kind of like break it down from there just in my mind. So 
um, you know, so that's what just like if you were to be like, dude, like eternal oblivion's real, like here's why, here's what you need to read, I would check it out and be like, okay, let me see, you know, what is there a conflict here or what what is the deal? And I would investigate it and then, you know, just just make a faith decision on believing that or not believing that. So that's just kind of my my thought on, you know, deja vu or, or eternal oblivion or, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Okay. So I have, so I have a trusty old Google in front of me and oh, yeah, it's never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I, of course I typed in eternal oblivion. And of course, along with Google, Wikipedia is never, ever wrong. Um, never. So according to the never wrong Wikipedia, eternal oblivion also referred to as non-existence or nothingness is the philosophical or religious concept of one's consciousness permanently ceasing upon death. This concept is mostly associated with religious skepticism and atheism. There we go. Um, uh, we knew it. You are. You had a hunch. Uh, so it sounds like yeah, kind of like you're just numb. Like you're not conscious that I'm stuck in a room. Like you're kind of uh, uh, just just a, a robot essentially, right? Like you can move, you can touch, you can feel, but you don't process or have an emotion. Uh, I guess is kind of what it it sounds like it's saying to me. Yeah, it says because uh, it's talking about brain and 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 when the brain dies, all brain function permanently ceases. Obviously, scientific research has discovered. Hey, Wikipedia is never wrong. Can you go on there <laughs> and put that we have the two uh, greatest podcasts that have ever existed in mankind, and then it'll be fact, and then that'll be awesome for our viewers to be be able to hear our content that we're putting out. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, dude. No, uh, seriously. Wikipedia is never wrong. So. No, but it. You know, it's it's. I've I I've really come to a point in my life where I don't really because I I think there was a time in my life where maybe even something like that you know eternal oblivion I would have been like Psh, get out of here you know it but, right but now it's like now yeah more maybe feasible or uh, sorry it's more um believable or at least sparked your curiosity yeah I accept everything man I accept Christianity maybe that is the maybe that's real maybe that is what happens maybe eternal oblivion is what happens maybe reincarnation is what happened maybe nothing happens yeah. you know yeah I no one has the answers and I just love hearing what people believe in because it's always different you know what I mean your belief yeah. and, and yeah. your answer to a question I ask would vary if I got someone else on here and that's the interesting thing about it is you're on the same road and I'm asking that question. And then all of a sudden you take a sudden left and you're off onto your own journey. And then I ask someone and they're off on a sharp right. And yep. it's, it's, it's wonderful, dude. So you could have a Buddhist on here next week. You never know. Dude. Uh, yeah, man. I, uh, I love, well, okay. So I wanted to definitely ask you about this because this is something that uh, recently I've become very passionate about. Uh, what is your take on the religion, and I use that very, very lightly, if if at all, of Scientology. Um, hmm. I guess I would just depend. I guess just clarify a little bit, like what. Um, I guess the so it's not it's not like as broad. Are you saying like, um, uh, the religion? I know you use the term loosely, but like in other words, people only understand something that is backed up by science. Um, well, hold on. What do you mean? So what do you mean by like Scientology, like in well, general, like a little? Well, cause Scientology is a quote unquote religion. Right. 
I guess it's just there's might be I'm just familiar with a few different like have you like um, done research on Scientology? I guess you know. So um, let me see. Um, I'm trying to look on the Never Wrong Wikipedia just so I can get like a working definition. Um, so what do you? It, I guess just explain to me what is Scientology? Like if your friend asks you like in a, in a kind of overhead view, just so I can maybe respond to it more clearly. Well, the well the thing that is really uh, like when people bring up Scientology and, and 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 the fact that it's a religion, it's one of the biggest uh, negatives of Scientology is the fact that it was created by a by an by a science fiction writer, L. Ron Hubbard, and okay. he just created it. You know, he he just one day I think it was like in the fifties he just the created 50s, it. right yeah nineteen fifty he just created it and and. You know, I don't. This is the like this is the tricky thing. And then if if you go down the like the rabbit hole of Scientology, it gets it gets really weird. But on the like on the on the uh, base level, Scientology is basically just this uh, thing that is okay. So because I'm looking on here as well, because I don't want to butcher this. It says that we're basically an immortal spiritual being that is a resident of a physical body. The the the, the body has had innumerable past lives and is observed in advanced Scientology texts that lives preceding your arrival on Earth. So it's sort of like it like it literally is science fiction. You know what I mean? It's hmm. it's really hard to actually buy it as a religion, but people do. And yeah, I mean, I guess I would just look at, you know, it's odd that it's Scientology because I guess I would just look at the science that it would explain. So does it is it kind of saying like your your body has like innumerably been used or existed and then your kind of soul comes into existence with it or it's like your soul is assigned to your body somehow or I'm, I'm actually not super familiar so this is like good information because I'm not super familiar with Scientology oh no no, no. I am like other world religions but I mean you're... I guess you know as far as being a religion I would just you know look at the evidence is it kind of like a wacky theory is there like you know actual science that can prove it and you know just again like if somebody were to say here's scientology and here's christianity i would just you know i would recommend to somebody to just do themselves justice and research both and look at evidence that would support both and then come to a conclusion um but you know i i as far as is it being a religion, I guess I would just say I'm not surprised, you know, because there's a lot of uh, religions or religious beliefs out there that we would kind of view as like that's out of left field or that's wild, you know, like people worshiping, you know, like a, a rock god like Moloch or worshiping, you know, I don't know, the sun, you know, like the Aztecs. There's a lot of, you know, uh, I, I don't want to be like disrespectful, like wonky beliefs, but there's a lot of stuff that like when people be like, hey, have you ever heard of the people that worship frogs? And you're like, what? Like, that sounds really weird, right? <laughs> so I don't know. It kind of sounds like it just, I, I'm not surprised by it. Um, you know, as far as it being a religion, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, like, offended. I guess my whole thing is I'm not super religious. I don't like the term religion because it kind of, it kind of results in, like, following rules or uh you know certain things whereas uh you know christianity i believe is all about a relationship with jesus so i guess that would be kind of the difference that i i see and 
and Scientology and, and Christianity. Well, yeah. And, and it, and trust me, it's it, at the end of the day, Scientology is not a religion because it's, if anything, it's a, it's a cult, you know, it's, that's essentially yeah, what it is. Yeah. It's interesting. I've never heard of it. And I wish like if I had, I could comment more on it, but it, yeah, it sounds like it's just kind of a, uh, it's just some guy in 1950 was like, Hey, I'm starting this cult slash religion slash belief in, and, you know, that's the whole thing with cult. You just get, you know, some momentum and people to, to believe the same thing. And, and you've got yourself a cult before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's crazy, man. It, like, 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 it really is crazy. And, and uh, you know, some of, like, the biggest uh, names in entertainment are, you know, part of it. Like, like Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. And Oh, wow. See, I didn't know any of this. So this is cool. I'll have to read up on it. Yeah, dude. Interesting. John Travolta, he's a Scientologist. Um, wow wow what, give me one more actor since you're like the big movie guys or <laughs> one more or famous person that's that that uh identifies under scientology uh, got tom cruise tom hanks who's one of my favorite actors no, ever no 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 no, no 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 john travolta not tom hanks oh, oh john travolta oh he's really good too i love him <laughs> so we got tom cruise and john travolta is there one more famous person that you know of oh yeah yeah there's uh kirstie alley Okay. Kirstie okay. Alley. Wow. Uh, this is interesting. I can't believe I've never like <laughs> heard extensively about Scientology. I mean, it's probably for the best, dude. Uh, Nancy Cartwright. <laughs> Nancy Cartwright. Uh, I, Do you know that? Yeah. Name? Yes. I'm curious to like read into it now, even if it is, you know, there could be some legitimacy behind their beliefs, even if I disagree with it, or it could Trust be, me, there is you a... know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to read about it. One flew over twenty thousand cuckoos' nests. That, like, seriously, yeah. man, it's is it, that how strong they are? Do they have like a hashtag? They, uh, dude, like, seriously, do your like, 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 go down this rabbit hole, man. It's it's fascinating. It's scary because of of uh, the practices that they that that they that they you know partake in and. Uh, wow, uh, it does sound kind of like a cult. I'll definitely I'll read up on it. I'm yeah. kind of I'm kind of intrigued now. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 wild stuff, and uh, they're like they're actually headquartered in Clearwater. Oh wow! Right down the road from us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's where their headquarters are. Oh my goodness, man! So wow, I am intrigued. I'm gonna have to read up on that. Yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating. Oh, uh, have you ever watched The King of Queens? Yes. Okay the the main actress Leah Remini. She's yeah, she's uh, not the wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the wife. She's a uh, she's one of the most prolific ex Scientologists. She, they like anytime you leave the Church of Scientology, you say that you escaped it, and I mean that just oh, wow. says so that's like escaping like polygamy <laughs> or something. Like you have to escape it physically and mentally. Wow, yeah, it dude. is like a cult, dude. It is, man. <laughs> it is, and she actually had a show on A and E for three seasons, which I'm currently watching. It's called Leah Remini Scientology and the Aftermath, and um, wow what is uh, what is her name again i want to look that up leah remini l-e-a-h remini r-e yeah yeah the main actress on king of queens that actually might be something we'd watch because my wife loves documentaries like so we're, we're intrigued by stuff like that yeah man it's 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 fascinating stuff and and really quickly without you know going on too long about this one of the worst things about scientology is let's say you, your wife, and all of your kids are all Scientologists, right? 
Mm-hmm. Let's say your kids grow up and they realize because when you're in Scientology, there's like a like I said, there's a lot of sketchy stuff that goes on in this quote unquote church. Let's say they leave, right? They don't want to be a Scientologist anymore. You as the mom and dad now have to disconnect from your kids. You cannot talk to them. Oh man. So that's kind of like um, you know, some uh like Islam is is kind of like that, where you know, if if the kids don't, you know, uh, uh, fall under that belief, that the parents literally were like, "I will disown you." Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's interesting, dude. It's so you're telling me if John Travolta or any of the other famous people we've mentioned, like Tom Cruise, if their child says, "You know, this isn't for me. I'm going to become a Christian or a Buddhist," they literally can never have contact with them again. Yes, and dude, he has. So when Tom Cruise was married to Katie Holmes, he had he had a daughter with her, and they both, obviously, because they did like she divorced Tom Cruise, they both left. And so if everything is true, and assuming he's not, you know, sneaking behind Scientology's back, he has not seen his daughter, and he's actively choosing to not see his daughter because he believes in Scientology. Wow. And that's fascinating as it, creepy as that is and like that i'll just i'll quote you that sucks <laughs> <laughs> you know because I, I just you know my kids you know i i want them to you know we raise them to you know uh based on our beliefs but if they ever came to us and, and had a different opinion i could never just be like well get out and don't let the door hit you and don't text me ever again that that is never that would never be an option yeah. So that is fascinating. It's almost like a uh, a little bit of brainwashing going on there, like right? A lot of brainwashing, and dude, that's the <laughs> that's the first episode. That's the first episode of that show. With oh Leah my Remini. goodness, dude! And you're saying there's three episodes or three seasons? Three seasons. Oh man, that would I'm gonna have to pop some popcorn for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, dude. It's crazy, and uh, I mean, I've uh, I've talked a lot about it on multiple episodes. I had, dude. I literally had on the podcast, I had, his name is Ron Miscavige. He is the father of the leader of Scientology. The leader of Scientology, his name is David Miscavige. I had Whoa. his I had his father on because he left the church. And uh, this dude has been on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's been on, he's been on wow. 2020. And like... One of the like one of the saddest parts of his story is he actually got his son into Scientology back in the fifties, and or or, or or you know back in like the seventies or whatever. So yeah, yeah. He, and then he left the church as the father, but his son is still there and won't talk to him now. Yes. So when L. Ron Hubbard, the guy that created Scientology, when he died, David Miscavige took the took like like took the reins. And uh, Ron left, I believe, in 2012. So it's pretty recent. He he left in 2012. Wow. But, uh, you know, he has not uh, talked to his son at all. You know, his son disconnects from him. And, and I asked him, Dang, I was like, man, that's tragic. It's super tragic, man. And I was like, if 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 he were to come to his senses one day and reach out to you, would you actually talk to him? And he said, yeah, like I would put all this aside and and be like, I'm taking you back into my life because he feels guilty about it. You know, he got his family into Scientology. Yeah, man. Wow. Talk about. Yeah, that would be heavy. Right. That would be heavy. It's like crazy. you won't talk to me because of the rules of the cult that I got you into. And now I don't want to be in that cult anymore. And now 
you disowned me for it. That's pretty heavy. Yeah, man. It's crazy. And that's funny you bring up, you know, your kids, because I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you not about, you know, disconnecting, but I was going to say, what if one day they're just sort of like, I don't necessarily believe in this stuff. You would be okay with that? Or would you still try to like really reinforce it? Yeah, no. Um, as far as reinforcing, you know, I wouldn't want to like force it, but I would honestly have the conversations and say, Hey, what are your, what are your doubts? What are your concerns? What are your, what areas are you having trouble grasping? And let's, let's talk about them. But, you know, just to kind of get to the end of that train, if they said, Hey, like I, you've prevented, you've, you know, presented a great case there's great evidence you have faith but i just don't then i i could never you know dis disown them i would still pray for them i would encourage them you know occasionally but it's not like every time they came over i would just be like hey you know have you have you changed your mind about jesus yet you know i wouldn't make it uncomfortable for them but yeah i i think it would almost be like the opposite of that scientology man i could never disown you know anybody for not not believe in what I believe, especially, you know, my kids. So. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's, 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 that's good though. I mean, that's good that you wouldn't, you know, like not even disconnect or whatever, just, you know, that you would still accept them and, and that you would still love them. And, and, uh, you know, oh, yeah, for sure. That's one of the eye opening things about, you know, this series, if you were to watch it, it's, you know, like I said, that's the first episode of the show and it's all about that. And they, and they talk to a family that, you know, has people still in there and that they have not seen them in years and the emotional toll that that takes on them. And that's yeah, a, man, I'm that's a religion really curious to check it out. Not just like the podcast thing, like, Hey, I'll check it out. Like I actually am interested just to, to look into it and, and maybe dip into that first episode and just see, see if it pulls me in, which I have a feeling it would. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And they're always in clear water, like, uh, you know, filming because that's, you know, like that's where the headquarters are and, and uh wow they're, they're that's so close there. to us too that's it's, like what an hour and a half or is it farther south than i'm thinking uh it's probably like closer to two hours because i actually i actually uh um uh, went down there right before all this pandemic stuff happened because my buddy came down and him and i are really fascinated by this stuff so we took a little road trip down to clearwater yeah and, yeah i know it wasn't too too far yeah a couple hours wow yeah that's crazy it's wicked stuff, dude. But uh, that, that's the Scientology talk. We're not going to harp on it too long because I'm sure people... <laughs> well, it was interesting. People... At the very least, maybe the listeners are like Googling, uh, you know, that documentary or Scientology for themselves and they are all intrigued as well. <laughs> well, dude, that's the thing, man. I've talked literally to the ends of the earth about this stuff on, on both the podcast and on my live streams that I do. And I'm sure people are like, Eddie, do you talk about anything else? Like get off Scientology. Like literally one day I was uh, doing a live stream and someone in the chat room, they were like, you're like, you know, you're going to become known as the, the, the anti-Scientology guy. Right. And I was <laughs> it's like, it's funny. You should put like in the show notes, like <laughs> uh, skip, fast forward from this part to this part. <laughs> if you want to skip over the Scientology <laughs> section. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, dude. That's awesome. It's crazy though, but um, are you looking forward to? Because I know that this is uh, probably something that would be on your radar. Are are, are you looking forward? Because I had no idea this was happening to the uh, to the sequel to the Passion of the Christ from Mel Gibson. Um, you know what i I will watch it. I I am interested to see it. I'm not like you know uh, jumping up and down like if it was delayed by a year or something. I probably wouldn't lose any sleep over it. But yeah, I am uh, very curious. You know, to check it out and. And, you know, uh, 
you know, obviously with the, the amount of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, traction or views that, you know, uh, that he got with the first one. I'm just interested to see how the, how the sequel will be. So. What about that movie? And, and as a side note, I love Mel Gibson, man. There's a movie that you probably appreciate that not a lot of people know about, Edge of Darkness. Not to change the subject, but I love that movie, man. Mel Gibson's awesome. So, <laughs> oh yeah, no, he is. Uh, he's very talented. Uh, you know, in his day to day life, I don't know if he's uh, necessarily the greatest person of all time, but um, yeah, definitely yeah, very I talented. Yeah, I haven't looked too much into it. I know he's Christian, but I I've heard. You know, I don't know. I just I've heard. You know, he's odd. I've heard he's a hypocrite. I've heard X, Y, and Z. So I don't I don't know too much about his personal life. Obviously I know like about him and, and his role and, and director or producer, or whatever he is for the passion of Christ, the, the kind of the guy headlining that, but I don't know much else about him, but I do enjoy his movies. <laughs> Just really quickly highlighting that. Is that something that, um, is that sort of like the, um, the magnum opus of telling that story? Is that like the greatest representation of it? Or is there something better in your eyes? Man, you know, I think it's powerful because it just has the production and it's so mainstream, but I'll just flip to the opposite, man. I think the most, the best representation is somebody sitting at a Starbucks and me being like, hey, Eddie, here's how Jesus changed my life. And here is, here's what the story of Jesus is and just doing it one on one with somebody, you know, as a youth worker, you could say, well, camp camp summer camp you know that's that's the best or you know or this movie's the best but i just i don't know man i honestly came to know it uh through a conversation so i've always just enjoyed that sharing it with people in the conversation and i i think just being real with people sitting at a starbucks or a coffee shop and telling them about it would would maybe have a better more powerful effect than seeing a, a blockbuster you know movie but that's just my opinion you know i i don't some people could be like, well, that's the, that's the best movie ever, or that's the best representation. But, you know, the gospel, the story of Jesus, it is what it is. It's in the Bible. And I do believe that just, just, you know, chatting one-on-one and telling somebody about it, you know, is, is the best, uh, you know, way of telling that story or the way of presenting that story, so to speak. Do you have plans of doing that on the podcast or is it going to be mostly just interviews and, and talking about Um yeah, you know, I, I I've thought about that, and and you know, I think God might lead me in that direction, but I really want it to, um, you know, not be like here's what the Bible says exclusively, but I also do want, you know, if somebody's listening, you know, it's the bearded youth pastor, so you know, like obviously I'm a pastor and I'm, you know, a Christian and all that, but I do, you know, I. I just look for opportunities that God provides. So I've even thought about just doing it on Instagram one day, you know, like just doing a live video, like, Hey, if you're tuning into this, like, let me tell you about this and just doing it. And why not? You know, if two people watch it and, and who cares, right? Like it, it doesn't matter if 2000 people hear it or two people, but um, yeah, I've thought about doing it and I have a feeling maybe sometime in the future I'll do it, but it's not like a, and every single episode type thing. Okay. Interesting. And that's something that I love that you said where it's, it's, uh, it sounds like you've really come to terms with, you know, and, and so have I, it's, you know, it's, it's really not about, oh my God, how many people are watching this thing? Oh, 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 
oh, okay, so five, five, okay, now 10. Okay, good, good. Okay, let's get those numbers up. It's, it's, you know, that is a, you know, something that you hope to achieve, right? You hope to achieve as, as many people listening to whatever you're doing, whether it be your podcast, this podcast, whatever. But at the end of the day, I think it's really good and healthy if you, you know, are a content creator and you have this realization that, you know, as long as you're reaching somebody, that's what matters. You don't have to be yeah, reaching quality, the masses. Quality over quantity, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, and I know for you, like, if you were doing it for views and you got like 47 listens to an episode and you're doing it for the views, you wouldn't be as, you know, you wouldn't have the passion for it. But if you're like, hey, 47 people checked it out, maybe they enjoyed it. Like, I enjoy making it. Like, let me keep doing it. And that's, I feel like we're probably on the same uh, mindset of that. Like, you know, if it reaches somebody or somebody enjoys it, then I enjoyed making it and it was worth my time to keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, put us, you know, put aside that thing I said, where, you know, we all have, like, we all should have something that we believe in. We should all also have a purpose. We should all have something that drives us every day. And seriously, this is why I love doing this podcast, because somebody that is listening to this right now, you may have just, that was like, sort of like me, you may have just, you know, done something. You may have said it in such a way that they hadn't heard said before that now, okay, now they're going to do a little more digging and they're going to be like, okay, maybe this is something I'll consider. I, like that's a real possibility. And that is yes. incredible, man. And that's, that's incredible. Awesome. Yep. So I love it, man. That's the, that's the purpose of it. And, and, and if, if anyone listening to this doesn't feel like they have any kind of a purpose, just that's the tricky thing about life is I've been there too. And I'm sure you've been there, right? You've, you, you kind yeah, of struggle. Yeah, or we wonder like, why am I here? Why do I exist? Yeah, exactly. And, and it took a while. And that's something that you have to really realize is I'm 27 and uh, this podcast was two years ago. So what, that would be maybe at the end of 24, beginning of 25 years old. So it took a while for me to actually find something that gave me a hundred percent like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to ride or die with this thing. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. And you know, it's funny. I just want to add to that. And I, I don't know if you've seen this one. I was like thinking of podcast names and just looking at podcasts in general. There's so many podcasts that people start that have like two or three episodes and then that's it. Or they haven't put an episode out in like two years. And I was always like, man, like, what happened? And, <laughs> and, and the, and the monetary part is I'm like, if I'm going to pay to have this service streamed and pay, to get the equipment like i'm not gonna quit after two episodes you know even if i only get eight listens like i'm just in it to be in it and so it's just funny that like you know uh, people put like put all the work that it's so much more work than people think but it is enjoyable to start a podcast but they they quit after two episodes and i was like i i could never do that like unless i become like ill in the hospital and can't create a podcast. I can't see myself stopping it. <laughs> oh, you know? yeah, dude, a hundred percent. It's, that is a very strange thing. Cause, uh, yeah, I've definitely, uh, gone through like Apple podcasts and, and I'll, you know, just search anything, you know, uh, the other day I looked for a full house podcast. Cause I was like, are there any full house podcasts? So I, you know, brought it up and there is one that is, you know, pretty lengthy. I think they've done the whole series, but then there's another one that, um, started and then just abruptly ended and similar to i guess the way you're feeling i'm thinking what happened like what 
why did you stop? It's so sad. It's it's like, did you stop because you lost interest in it? I, like, I get that. But, you know, that's why when you asked, like, how old is my podcast? The podcast has been around since 2018, but that was when I was strictly talking about movies. And I was not happy strictly talking about movies because I felt like, you know, I wanted to do something like this, but I couldn't, you know, I could have gotten you yeah, on. Yeah. I could have gotten you on and we would have literally just talked about the passion of the Terminator Christ. two and predator predator terminator we or could have, whatever we could have done a whole episode on that but that's a different topic yeah and <laughs> i don't know there was something about that that was just frustrating to me because i love talking movies but i love talking about this i love talking about something that someone truly believes in and 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 un trying to understand why why does someone truly believe in that and so maybe you have to rebrand whatever you're doing if you are uh doing a podcast you know this is but this stuff applies to anything in life if you're unhappy at a job maybe you have to rebrand what job you're doing you know maybe you have to go somewhere else and 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 try to find that happiness so without turning this yeah. into a therapy session yeah um, no i agree completely man that's awesome uh i i i really enjoyed that first episode and um you know i i, I loved having you on here man and and this uh the last yeah, man, it's been it's been awesome. It's been a great conversation, and I am uh, very thankful. No, dude, it's been great. And the last question I wanted to ask was because, like you said at the beginning of your episode, this is a very uh, relevant topic. This whole pandemic that we're dealing with, and um, do you think that this is something that because some people would be like, all right, well, if there is if there is a higher power, why would they allow something like this to happen where so much pain and suffering is caused? Do you think this is something that is from that? Or do you think this is just something that there is no control over? Like even someone as high as God doesn't have control over Yeah, this? no. Well, I mean, I don't believe, uh, you know, I, I'll answer it quickly. Um, I, you know, believe we live in a fallen world because of sin. So people get sick, people die, tragedies happen, um, you know, but I don't believe that, you know, uh, that COVID-19 is like something so great that God can't intervene. But I also don't believe that he is obligated to just bring it to a halt or eliminate it. So, you know, um, I just, I don't think, you know, there's been the swine flu, there's been other stuff, you know, and I don't think that this one is like, you know, uh, any different, you know, respectfully, like as, as far as like, oh, well, this one's too big for God or, oh, this one, God, like unleashed personally, you know, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't believe any of that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I just wanted to get that. And, uh, uh, yeah, no, man, that was a great, great question. I love it. Well, look, man, I, uh, once, like once this is all over said and done with and, and social distancing is, is a thing of the past. Uh, like you said, man, we should, uh, definitely get a beer or something. Cause I love, yeah, man. I yes. loved, uh, there's a couple of places in Palm Coast actually that I've been wanting to, to try. And unfortunately I couldn't because of the pandemic. So we will definitely have to do that once things kind of get back to normal. Absolutely. What are you, what are you like, uh, what do you like to drink? Um, I like stouts, man. That's just my kind of my thing. I know it's not super popular, but, um, you know, uh, the brass tap, I think. Oh yeah. They've got like a stout. There's like that moon river. So there's a couple places where I enjoy, you know, just, just having some food and having one. Yeah, man. That's definitely, uh, something we're going to do. So, um, I'm going to have everything linked down below. So everybody, if you, 
if you feel so obliged, go follow it. Check out the podcast if that's something you're interested in. Um, but either way, John is uh, John's a great guy. And uh, how long have I like? How long have we known each other? I don't even know. <laughs> I think like five years, maybe back since you were working at Duncan, and I've yeah. been so frequently. We became friends on facebook and i followed your movie and podcast endeavors and that led to this friendship so <laughs> yeah man Jeez, yeah the movie days yeah because i remember you tried to get me to uh watch judge uh judge dread right or, ju- yes. or, or just dread yes <laughs> and the current one not the one with stallone <laughs> and honestly dude i don't think i don't think i've watched it i don't think uh, I, I, I i i i'm pretty sure i haven't i i know i've come across You'll have to uh, do it, and we'll do a follow-up episode with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but the, but that's the weird part about it is it's like that's something right up my alley, you know? Like that's that's something I love, yeah. like post-apocalyptic kind of stuff and with like a future yes, tech. I think you would enjoy it. I stand by it, even though I said it five years ago. I still <laughs> love that movie, and I think you'd enjoy it. All right. Well, I'm going to get on that, and uh, I hope you have a great night, man. It's uh, It's been a true pleasure talking to you. Yeah, man. Thanks. Anytime. Uh, and like I said, any great conversations or grabbing a beer or checking out Dread, I am down for all of those. So uh, feel free to reach out to me. And thanks for having me on your podcast. Anytime, brother. All right, man. See you later. See you.